Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Laces Out. I am Jarrett Bailey, the newly blonde Jarrett Bailey. This is my partner, Kurt Homister, and we are Laces Out, and it's good to see you, my friend. How are you doing? Doing great. We are uh, both debuting the new hair. Just got my nice uh, little trim up yesterday. You got your new blonde hair a couple weeks ago or a week ago. Beautiful. Looking good. And you know what else? Do you know what else, Jared? We just figured this out. We are less than one month away. Less than one month away from NFL football. Maybe not regular season, but the NFL Hall of Fame game is less than one month away, August 5th, and I cannot wait. I, you know, I think we kind of took preseason football for granted last year. Um, You know, as much as, you know, once we get to, you know, weeks three and four or whatever it may be, you know, this is the time where we get to see guys who might not play right away. This is where we get to see Justin Fields take snaps for the Bears. This is where we get to see Mac Jones take snaps for the Patriots and Trey Lance take snaps for the 49ers. Um, so it's going to be very exciting. So, yeah, we are less than one month away from the Hall of Fame game. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for Hall of Fame weekend in general. Your Steelers, um, your Steelers got a big weekend. They got the game. It's it's a big weekend for you, my friend. Got the game. Got Troy Palomalo and Bill Cower being yeah. enshrined. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good weekend uh, for for Pittsburgh Steelers fans. So, um, but we will kick off the show um, in a rare rare Twitter feat for me. Um, <laughs> rare, really? Huh. Well, here's the thing. You know, I tweet out lists a lot, especially around this time of year where we don't have much else to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're deep enough into the offseason where we kind of have everybody, you know, we know what teams are going to be going into training camp, going into preseason. We can kind of start ranking things. And so I released my list of top 10 defenses as of right now on paper, what they are. And for the most part, I mean, I haven't got too many hecklers in the comments. I've got a <laughs> lot of. All right, that's fair. So I will say this, though, um, going through it right now, I'll give 10 through one. Um, number 10, the Dolphins, number nine, the Saints, eight, the Giants, seven, the Chargers, six, the Buccaneers, five, the Steelers, four, the 49ers, three, the Browns, two, the Broncos, number one, the Washington football team. Um, were there any that did not make the list to you, my friend, that you felt were maybe a a notable omission? There weren't, see, I'm I'm with the majority here. You know, there there weren't too many where I was just, you know, questioning my friendship and questioning whether we should continue this podcast. But no, you were, uh, you were, you were pretty spot on there, my friend. We, uh, we agree on, we agree most of the time when we do our shows, maybe the only question that I have, which I, I, you know, I glanced through some of the comments and I saw you answer them. Um, Green Bay Packers. They're, they're, they're one team to me. Uh, you know, their, their defense is, has been strong, and, and I think it got even stronger this offseason. You know, granted, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, who knows, but we will not beat a dead horse and talk about that. Um, but the Green Bay Packers are a team for me, and maybe a team under the radar. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it again, I don't know if I'd put them in my top ten, but 
What, what are your thoughts on the Indianapolis Colts? Where did you have them maybe See, just outside the top 10 or what? Yeah, I mean, there's a few few teams that were right on the cusp, and Indianapolis is one of them because quietly for a good portion of last season, they had the best defense in yep. football statistically. Very quietly. Um, very very quietly. quietly. And that's the thing. There's not a lot of big names on that defense mm-hmm. where people were talking about it. You know, it's Darius Leonard and maybe DeForest Buckner. But outside yep. of that, you know, there's not too many guys that – get a lot of attention, which is a shame because they do have a, you know, a good core there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that when you look at the teams like the Giants, who were really good last year and got better by adding a Dory Jackson, you look at the Chargers, who were getting Derwin James back, and they drafted Asante Samuel Jr. Like Squads like that, I think, just go a little bit above you know teams like Indianapolis um, for that reason. And I'll, Green, but- I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you my one team that I maybe – thought I would I would switch out if there was any on your top 10 is the okay. New Orleans Saints and the Saints had a lot they had a lot of moving pieces this offseason they, they, they had to save a lot of money and they, they were great last year I mean the New Orleans Saints had at one point they were the number one defense in the league I don't know how long they stayed at the top of the charts there but they they will have a good defense it's just you know, if I'm looking at it, would I would I rather have right now the Green Bay Packers defense or the New Orleans Saints defense? I'm rolling with the Packers defense. I mean, it just seems more like a a sustainable core. Uh, the Saints have a lot of guys that are a lot of maybes. You know, they still have Demario Davis. They still have Cameron Jordan. They're great players, and obviously in the in the secondary they have Marcus Williams and Mar- Marshawn Lattimore. But it just seems to me that there's more stability in a team like the Green Bay Packers or even maybe you can make an argument for a team like the Rams. I mean, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, those guys are kind of, you know, the the big two that jump off the page, and they did lose some guys. But, you know, it, it just seems to me that the Saints are going to have a down year. I think their defense will be the brighter spot of that team over, over the offense. But, I don't know, maybe the Saints at nine surprised me a little bit. And I'm glad that you brought up the Rams because there's a lot of people asking me about the Rams, but you just kind of touched on it. They lost John Johnson. Yep. They lost Troy Hill. They lost Samson Abukum. Like yep. those are three big names on that defense from last year. And I get Aaron Donald's fantastic. Jalen Ramsey's fantastic, but this defense is defense is now very top heavy in terms of mm-hmm. their talent. There's going to be a lot of guys that are going to have to really step up to the plate this year. Now, some of them I'm sure will, there's a good chance that some of them won't though. So when you look at all of the guys that they lost, in terms of defenses that lost the most pieces, you could probably put the Rams, if not at the top of that list, very near the top of the list. Mm -hmm. So um, when it comes down to that, it's just a matter of like, yes, Aaron Donald is great. Jalen Ramsey's great. But they lost three really big pieces to that defense. And they lost their defensive coordinator as well, who's now the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, stayed right in Los Angeles, but went to the other team. So. It's going to be an interesting year for the Rams in terms of that defensive side of the ball, and um, I think that's why I left them out. I, now we know that Aaron Donald's going to play well. We, you know, we assume Jalen Ramsey's going to do the same. It's just a matter of okay, can these role guys that are going to be filling, you know, the absences of John Johnson, who is quietly one of the best safeties in football and deserves so much more recognition than what he gets, one of the most underrated signings of the offseason too by the Cleveland Browns. Exactly, and then Troy Hill also gone. Who I did he also go to Cleveland? He went to Cleveland as well. Yeah, so. You know, the Browns were just kind of playing, you know, a little game of let's go fish with uh, the Rams defenders. Um, so th- those are big losses. And then Samson Abukum, I believe he stayed in the division and went to San Francisco. So now That's, they've got to yeah. play him twice a year. Mm-hmm. So it's those are big losses on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and when you, you know, compare it to a team like 
you know, Dolphins who have arguably the best secondary in football, their front seven's a little bit suspect. They, they have playmakers there. You know, they just drafted Jalen Phillips. Christian Wilkins is all right as well. Um, but the secondary for Miami, you know, they're incredible with Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Um, so I couldn't not put them on the list, especially when they just led the NFL in takeaways. Um, so it's, it, it was kind of hard getting down to, you know, those nine, 10 spots, right. but um, make your case for the Packers because you seem very adamant that Green Bay deserves. I, the, you know, you know, I love me some Jair Alexander, of course, but that secondary was a problem, especially down the stretch and in the playoffs. They got very fair. exposed. That's fair. Uh, so, so make your case for the Green Bay Packers. I like the Green Bay Packers secondary, and yes, I mean, you know, there's no denying they they struggled down down the stretch there towards the end of the season. But Adrian Amos is maybe you know we we talk about underrated players like we were just saying with John Johnson. Adrian Amos is very, very underrated safety in this league. And, you know, I, I love Jair Alexander. And, you know, they add in Eric Stokes. Okay, you, you can make the case that maybe they should have won offense. Sure, that's probably what Aaron Rodgers would have done. But that's another nice player. And with Kevin King in there, it seems like they were – it was weird. They went on a little bit of a roller coaster because they started the year – Okay, these guys could be something. And they they maybe got up, they climbed up the ladder a little bit, and then they maybe fell down towards the end of the year. I think that they have what it takes to be that defense, and they do have some nice pieces up front to help. And Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, you know, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, those two guys right there are the cornerstone of that defense. They are. So I like that defense. And if you're like like I was just saying, you know, if you're putting them up against the New Orleans Saints. They have Cameron Jordan. Maybe they have a stronger secondary that you can argue complete, a more complete secondary. But Jair Alexander is making a top five cornerback in football. Top three, I would say. He is making Mm -hmm. a case to be maybe even the best by the end of this next season because he's just taking this league by storm. And I just, I feel like. I mean, how long have we talked about it? The Packers are close. They're almost there. We've been saying the Packers are close for the past five years. Exactly. And. Most of it, I feel like, you know, maybe five years ago it was, okay, Aaron Rodgers is doing his thing. The defense is letting him down. I feel like the tides might be changing a little bit, a little bit. I don't want to say a lot because Aaron Rodgers literally just won MVP. But their defense is coming in when needed, and they're playing well. And I think it's just going to keep building from there. Um, You know, I'm not saying that Eric Stokes is going to come in and just be the next leader of the Green Bay Packers defense, but – They've added a few nice pieces, and they still have a nice core. It's not like they lost their their top guys. It's not like they lost Darius Smith. They brought their guys back. They have their core, and they have an all-pro in the secondary. So what more could you ask for? I mean, I think the Packers, you know, yeah, I know I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Aaron Rodgers comes back. I know all of Green Bay probably is as well. If he does... Maybe this is the year. Maybe not. Probably not. But maybe it is the year. I hope it is for their, for their sake. I mean, I've been operating under the assumption that he won't be back. Mm-hmm. And that's like the biggest, it's the biggest what if in football right now, or, yeah. you know, what's going to happen. Um, but if he's not back, you know, there's a very good chance that, you know, Green Bay is picking in the top five in the 2022 draft. And, you know, that's a, that's, it depends on what happens to Jordan Love. Like, is he going to yeah. show up and is he going to play well? Yeah. Is like, I assume there's going to be growing pains. He's never, t- he's never started a game in the NFL. I- I think there will be growing pains, but I think it might be a little bit of a stretch to say top five in the draft because even with, I mean, unless he's just a catastrophic disaster, 
you know, they have arguably the best wide receiver in football. They still have a great running back. They have two good running backs. They have a good offensive line. I mean, he can get it done. And with this defense that I was just describing there, they, they could get it done. And especially with that division, you know, that division is such a big question mark. It, last year, the, the Vikings were going to be really good. They dealt with a ton of injuries that can help and that can happen to any team. So, you know, if Jordan Love is out there, you know, I don't like their chances to go deep in the playoffs or anything, but I still think they could be a playoff team because the NFC is just so weak. The, the thing is that, though, is I do think that Minnesota would be the team to win that division if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the rest of the NFC, like I don't think that they're going to be better. If Aaron Rodgers is gone, I mean, I don't think they're going to be better than uh, – I like Carolina a lot this year. Don't know if they're going to be as good as Carolina is going to be. Don't know if they're going to be as good as New Orleans is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even in that same division, you know, it depends on when Justin Fields gets in, how that all plays out. But Chicago could be a little bit better. Um, so it's just a big, ginormous question mark, as it has been all season. And we've refrained from talking about it a lot because that's what every other show has been talking about yes. for the past three months. But, you know, when it comes to the defensive conversation, it does make sense to bring up. Um, other spots on the list, I, like I said, I did put the New York Giants at eight. And- I like it. I, I like that because I they played extremely well towards the end of the year and in the playoffs game they had they played well and you know or sorry no they didn't make playoffs but um, they played well towards the end of the year and they added a lot of nice pieces so I like the, I like them at eight they're they're a sleeper team this year I mean we've talked about the, about them a few times I mean if they don't do well you can turn all your guns on Daniel Jones because it is all his fault because he has no 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 excuses this year um let's see i'm trying to think maybe i think i think the only other one that i was really thinking of maybe i got, i got two but i i probably would have bumped Tampa Bay up a little bit you know it, that's fair i, I, I wouldn't argue with that since i know you and i know you're thinking is it because some of the guys on that defense are getting a little old? Is that why? Is that why you have met six? I mean, that's part of it. But I mean, Antoine Winfield Jr. played really well last year, mm-hmm. so I mean, they've got they've got like a nice you know core that's coming in in terms of like reinforcements, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, their defense is still very good. You know, we know that their front seven is great. Um, you know, Devin White's very good. Avante David's good. Um, and, you know, Vita Vea up front as well. So, you know, it's not like they've got any scrubs on that defense. It's not what it is at all. But, no, I think that age can come in, you know, at certain positions. You know, the, the front, talking, the front talking, four is getting old. Yeah, Ndamukong Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul, I mean, those yeah. guys are the definition of age in the NFL. But, you know, I mean, like you said, they still have a great front seven, William Golston, friend of the show. But I like them. And I'll say it right now. I don't know if this is – I don't know if this is a hot take, but maybe it's a hot take for you because you put Cleveland at number three. I'd take Tampa Bay's defense over Cleveland's defense right now. I love I love Cleveland's uh, secondary. Outstanding. They're going to be so fun to watch this year. Front seven, it's a little scary to me. Not a good scary either. They just had a Jadeveon clouding on the other side of Miles Garrett. Yeah, it's scary for the opposing quarterback. You know how I feel about Jadeveon clowning. And look – you know how I feel about Jadeveon Clowney, too. Okay. This is the, the Miles, perfect spot for Jadeveon Clowney. That, that is fair. Miles Garrett can make you and I look like good defensive ends because he's going to have quadruple teams on him. But besides, I, I just I, I just don't have much faith in Jadeveon Clowney. One, even if he's going to make it through the entire year because he's had every injury in the book. But along with that, I mean, going into last offseason, it was what does Cleveland need? They need linebacker help. And sure, you know, they, they drafted the Joker – 
That was a great pick. I, yeah, I love it was, Kurt. It was a great it pick. <laughs> okay, it was. But do, do we know? Do we? I loved him in college. I loved him at Notre Dame. I wanted the Bills to take him. The fact that he fell to the second round. Fair. They, this is fair. They took the cornerback the from Northwestern in the first round. It was like Greg Newsom. Greg Newsom, yep. Yep. And then, you know, everybody was doing, why did they not take Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa? And then we're getting into the second round. JOK is still not off the yep. board. And then everybody Cleveland just on him. snatches I mean, yeah. him. It was a great it, pick. It was a phenomenal pick. But with that linebacker core, does he really take them to the level that they need to be? I, I like Mac Wilson. He was a nice player. But, I mean, Anthony Walker, Saloni. Mac Taki, Wilson Taki. and JOK next to each other, I'm horrified. I am okay. horrified. Okay. That. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I would much rather have Levante David, Devin Bush, uh, Vita Vea. I would, I would much rather have Tampa Bay's defense right now than Cleveland's defense. I'm just saying, I, I, I think they will fi- finish statistically better than the Cleveland Browns next year. Defense Devin, wise. Devin White, not Devin Bush. You're right. Mixed up the Devin's Devin Devin Bush's uh Devin Bush is getting some attention for some not good reasons right now because yes. he's been Sorry. a little a little annoying on Twitter the past few maybe days. That, maybe that's why he was in my head. Yes, thank you for maybe the that's why. But yeah, um, <laughs> but no, uh, I, I I love the Cleveland Browns defense. I love what they did. I love that secondary. Mm-hmm. I mean, that secondary is is there a is there a better overall secondary in the league right now? I don't think so. I mean I you look so at the, fa- the fact that you know they're getting Grant Delpit back as well, mm-hmm. along with John Johnson, and then they've got Denzel Ward. Um, and now Troy Hill. Maybe, maybe the only other team, only other secondary, complete secondary that you could argue is Denver. I think, but yeah, no, that's a fair comp. Yeah, but I mean, my God, yeah, how how much of a a pleasure is it to get Grant Delpit coming back? I mean, they were so excited for him, and he goes down with the injury, and he's out all year. They add Greg Newsom, they bring in John Johnson, Troy Hill, and it's just like, oh yeah, we get Grant Delpit back too. Mm. I mean. I don't know where all these guys are going to kind of fit in, but it's definitely going to be fun to watch throughout the year, I think. And look, Kevin Stefanski has proven that he will make it work. Um, so that's the thing. That's the thing with Cleveland now. Like, I feel like we've kind of gotten past this 20 years of just being god-awful. They finally have a quarterback. They finally have a head coach that yep. is going to be there for a little bit. So they finally found some sort of stability. And, um, no, I trust Kevin Stefanski to make it work. As a Steeler fan, that's not the greatest news to hear, but mm-hmm. it, they, they're going to be good. Um yes. Yes. I, I was. It was a toss up for me whether I would put Cleveland or Denver at two. I went with Denver because I mean they've had a phenomenal off season in terms of the guys that they've brought in. Because secondary was a huge problem. They re-signed Justin Simmons. Uh, they get Kyle Fuller. This is a very oh, not to mention the fact you know they draft why can't um, Patrick Sertain yes. as well. So th- their secondary is also quite good, yes. as is their front seven. Was um was Washington the the for sure easy pick number one defense for you? It it was hard for me to find somebody to put a, ahead of them in terms of overall just dominance. Their front mm-hmm. four they don't have a weakness. You know Chase Young is very good. Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen. Not to mention that Matt Ioannidis is going to be coming back to be plugged into that rotation. Um, the only thing that you can maybe make an argument about is middle linebacker, but even then, John Bostic is a respected veteran who's played yep. well. They got Cole Holcomb at linebacker. They distracted Jamin Davis. Other so linebackers are fine. Oh, and then in the secondary, you know, they had Kendall Fuller, one of the best cornerbacks in football. Uh, they just go get William Jackson, who is another very good corner who will be playing opposite of him. Safety wise, Landon Collins not what they expected when they got him from New York, but still pretty good. Cameron Curl not bad as uh, not bad either. So they're. I can't find like a glaring weakness on the Washington yep. defense. And 
um, not to you know toot an old horn or whatever, but I, I wish I would they would have maybe traded up to try to get one of these quarterbacks. Like I've yeah. said, the entire duration of going yeah. to the draft because they're the one team who didn't have a lot of holes. They they could have mm-hmm. afforded to given up something. Um, but regardless, no, their uh, their defense to me is the most complete in the NFL right now. Not to mention the fact that they're all young, and that's yeah. not yeah. good for the for the <laughs> NFC East. Mm-hmm. So you know you got. You know, that, that entire front four of starting defensive linemen that are all former first-round picks, Matt Ioannidis coming back, a good first pick in Jamin Davis, um, and a secondary that just added William Jackson to go with Kendall Fuller. Like, that's – yeah. there's not – I don't think you're going to find a more complete defense in the NFL. I don't think so either, and I think that's, you know, that's why that's why you rank them number one because they're the most complete defense. I think they're – I think there is an argument there for the Denver Broncos, though. I think there is. Um, that's fair. You know, you you could say you know if you're if you're arguing because I don't I don't know which side I'm leaning on. Um, I mean both defenses are extremely stacked. Maybe maybe Washington's a little bit on the younger side, like you said. You know they're younger. They're a younger team than the Denver Broncos are because Broncos are getting Von Miller back. We finally hopefully get to see Von Miller and and Bradley Chubb together for a full season, and they can just dominate together. Because it seems like every other year, one of those guys is getting hurt. So hopefully they can stay right. healthy. But Von Miller, yeah, he's getting old. But he has consistently been one of the top linebackers in the league. Consistently. Every year. And like we said with that secondary. I mean, the secondary was already stacked. They added more. Or it was not stacked. But it is now. <laughs> they have a great defense. And I think I would lead, lean Washington. Um just because I have a man crush on that that defense, I always have. Just with their front four, I mean, it's I just love good. I love a good front four, and Washington has that. And look, Wash, Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio deserve all the credit in the world for being yeah. able to just put that all together. That's how phenomenal. quickly how quickly did they turn that team uh, around? I mean, not, not saying they're a Super Bowl that. contender right now, but they're the clear they get, favorite in the NFC East right now. I'd say, and and if they get a, a quarterback in their next offseason. If they get, you know, depending on the quarterback, they could absolutely jump to be a Super Bowl contending team, I think. Yeah, I mean, if not next year, you know, in the next few years, at least with that defense. So, but no, credit to Ron Rivera, credit to Jack Del Rio for all the work that they've done. That's Mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I did have my Steelers at five, um, which I think was respectable. I mean, they still have have TJ Watt, still have Cam Hayward, still have... Figure out the secondary maybe a little bit, but even then, you know, Joe Hayden's still yeah. he's, he's getting up there in years. He's thirty-two, uh, but Cam Sutton's you know a very solid corner who they're excited about. James Pierre is somebody who they're very excited about. Apparently, seems like he's going to get that starting nickel job, barring any catastrophic occurrences. Would love to see Stephen Nelson come back and have them kiss and make up. Don't know if that's going to happen, but I really would like for it to. But now I think Pittsburgh at five, you know, with the pieces that they lost in terms of Mike Hilton and um, Stephen Nelson. The secondary is kind of the biggest question right now, but even then they got Terrell Edmonds, who had his best year of his career, and Minka Fitzpatrick, for my money, the best safety in the NFL right now, backing him up. So um, I do still like Pittsburgh's defense, not as much as I did last year, you know, without Steven Nelson and Mike Hilton. Um, but yes, I still think that they're a respectable top five unit in, in the league. For anybody that's that's listening, watching, that maybe didn't read through the, the comment section of your of your post, Give your give your pitch of why the Baltimore Ravens are not in the top ten because I know there there might be some people that are listening that are saying, what about our guys? What about Marlon Humphrey? What about our defense? What about how great they've been? So I'll give you the floor. Go ahead. And that's fine. I know I've given credit to 
Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. They are two phenomenal cornerbacks. Um, arguably the best cornerback duo outside of Xavier Howard and Byron Jones in the NFL right now. They're fantastic. Outside of that, though, it's not a lot there. You know, safety-wise, it's not great. Front seven, they lost Matt Judah and they lost Unique Ngakwe. Um, Calais Campbell is definitely not the Calais Campbell of old when he was in Jacksonville. He's definitely on the last few holes of his career. Front seven just really doesn't. I mean, Patrick Queen has shown promise, but he's not there yet. No. So, I mean, outside of Peters and Humphrey, there's not a lot to fear. Excuse me if I don't fear L, fear LJ Fort. I don't, <laughs> it's just not, it doesn't do it for me. And like guys just like, wait, just wait until he's putting Ben on his back <laughs> in the fourth quarter. You're going to be regretting that. And like guys like Derek Wolf have played well, but I think they're more just you know high end role guys to fill the slot. Like I feel like Derek Wolf has been in the league since the 1990s. I think that yeah, guy's no, been around forever. Yeah, I feel <laughs> that. So, but besides besides Peters, besides Humphrey, there's not a lot of fear on Baltimore's defense. And yeah, Wink Martindale is one of the more creative defensive coordinators in the league, and that he deserves props for that too because he is very creative with his blitz packages and when he sends it and how he sends it. Um, but in terms of the talent that's there, like. Outside of the secondary, outside of the cornerbacks, there's not a whole lot on Baltimore's defense that worries me. Mm-hmm. And um, losing those pieces that they did, losing Matt Judon was huge. Yes. And that, that by far their best edge rusher, he's now gone yep. to New England. So that, that's a big blow to them. Um, so if they can't get to the quarterback, that's going to be a problem. Um, you know, Clayus Campbell, like I said, he's getting up there in years. So uh, to me, Baltimore doesn't – it's not that they're a horrible defense. I still think they're going to be okay. It's just a matter of they're not in the the class of the elite defenses anymore. At least Fair. as of right now, which I'm sure Fair. they'll turn they'll turn it around and you know gain that right back in a matter of mm-hmm. a couple of years because they're one of the best drafting teams in the NFL. Yes. Um, but right now, though, on paper, the, I don't think that they stack up in terms of an elite defense. That's fair. No, I'm not. I'm not going to argue that. I I totally agree with you. I was just tossing it out there in case somebody was listening and a little confused. No, that's fine. I'm glad if that you have, did. If we have a, a Ravens fan listening, but um. We can use this as our, our little segue into uh, – we can maybe do some predictions here. Maybe a little preview, a little, so excited. Uh, little standings preview, a little divisional uh, guessing here. So, Because it is a guess. We don't really know. We, we, don't, we know what we're talking about, but we don't know what's going to happen. So let's stick with the AFC North here. Sure. And I think we're both on the same page. Maybe since you're a Steelers guy, you might lean the Steelers, but I think you're leaning Browns. Am I wrong? No, the Browns should win this division. I think that they're going to. They're the best overall team in this division by, I would say, a solid margin right now. Like on both sides overall, of the ball. Overall team, yes. They're just stacked on both sides of the ball. Their offensive line's good. They got the best running back duo in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Odell Beckham's coming back, although I've made the argument on this show that, that they're fine without him. Yeah. I mean, uh, we saw it last year, but they, they really did not need him. Um, obviously, it does not hurt to have a player like Odell Beckham Jr. on your field, on, on your team. Um, but uh, are you sold? Are you, yes, Baker Mayfield is the guy. Baker Mayfield is going to be the guy for the Cleveland Browns for the foreseeable future. I am. And it's not to say that, you know, Baker Mayfield is an elite quarterback, but he fits exactly what Kevin Stefanski mm-hmm. and Cleveland need to do. They're going to run the ball and make that kind of their, they're one of the very few teams who emphasize running the ball anymore. And it's kind of like a 50, 50 type thing. You can even say 55, 45 in favor of the run where, they use the run to set up anything they do in the passing game. And Baker Mayfield works that perfectly. I mean, he's yep. athletic enough to, you know, make plays with his feet as well. 
Um, but he showed last year that in the right system, he can protect the ball. He can do what they need to do. He's kind of like Alex Smith to me in that sense where he's not going to lose the game for you. Um, and he can have instances where he definitely keeps you in those close games. So I think Baker Mayfield's definitely the guy. I don't think they should pay him, you know, what Josh Allen is probably going to get paid or what, you know, Dak is getting paid or Patrick Mahomes or anything like that. But I do think that he is the guy there. And Baker, I think is smart enough to know that not say he doesn't believe in himself, but he's not going to be able to make that kind of money if Cleveland's going to be able to keep doing this because there's so much talent on that roster that is going to have to get paid eventually. And in order for them to do that, they're going to need the money to do it. So Baker might, you know, if he's smart, I would say, take a little bit of a hometown discount um, just to keep some of those guys there. I I think for the, the Baker argument, I think, you know, when he first came in and when he really first started getting the starting reps and, I think he was trying too much to be something that he really wasn't. And he was relying more on just himself than maybe his team around him. Because like you said, I mean, they have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Lean on those guys. Yeah, you're you're the face of the franchise. Yeah, you're the guy. Lean on those guys. Use them. That's what, that's what a good quarterback does. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to blame Baker Mayfield for that. I'm going to blame Freddie Kitchens for that. Fair. No, because... but I, I feel like... Yes, you know, it, it definitely was Freddie Kitchens. He was – we, we all know. He was a terrible and coach. And Hugh Jackson. Yes. But I think that Baker's mindset was when he first came in, he was, oh, I'm the first number one overall pick. I'm the new Cleveland Browns quarterback. I want to lead this team out of this. I want to be the guy that's going to do it. And he felt that maybe he had to do it all himself by himself. But he has the, the pieces around him. And I think now he's no now he realizes now he's matured and kind of learned what this league is about. And he's really coming to be his own. And it's exciting to see if you're a Browns fan, if you're even an NFL fan. I mean it's it's exciting to see that the Cleveland Browns are in the talks for a Super Bowl Super Bowl appearance. I mean it's cool to see and they have the defense to do it. Like you said, I mean, they have the offensive pieces to do it. They should, they should, they should run away with this division. And I'm going to say that they should run away with it. Um, you know, I think Pittsburgh will be close behind them. I think they'll kind of be that nagging team. And a, I don't, I don't think they're going to sweep the division, but they should handedly win this division because like you said, they are the best overall complete team. I think they'll win it by at least a game. I don't think there's going to be a tie at the top. I think that they should go, you know, 12 and 5, 13 and 4 at best. I don't think, no. I don't know if they're going to get there, but I think 12 and 5 is a respectable number to kind of pencil them in at right now just because they're stacked on both sides of the ball. Yep. But yeah, I would put Pittsburgh second right now. Um, the biggest question for Pittsburgh right now is the offensive line, which is not a good question to have, I will admit. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, you know, they bring in Trey Turner to replace David DeCastro, who, you know, was released. He seems to be pondering retirement right now, and that seems to be what is going to happen. Um, so regardless, we wish David DeCastro nothing but the best. Um, but Trey Turner, I mean, he was the, probably the best guy in the market that they could pick up and just kind of slide him in that role. He's a multiple Pro Bowl guy. I think he'll fit in fine. Kevin Dotson's going to play that left guard spot. He looked really good in his rookie year. Then they're going to have Kendrick Green playing center. I think they'll be fine um, in terms of the interior. It's the tackles that scare me. And this is an old record that I've set on multiple shows. I'm not going to get too much in it. Tackles, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't. So, I mean, it could lead to some early season struggles. Um, that said, though, you know, we know how good, um, you know, the receiving core is with Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool and James Washington. Uh, they draft Pat Fryermuth to put alongside Eric Ebron to open up more running holes for Najee Harris. So I think that the offense, it's not going to be, you know, among the elite in the NFL, but I think it'll be okay. 
Defensively, we already talked about it. I think they're going to be still just fine. I think they're going to be a top five defense. So Pittsburgh, I would put second around, you know, at the very worst, you know, maybe eight, nine, nine and eight. Um, very best, probably not too much higher. I'd say 10 or 11 wins is their absolute ceiling this year. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I, I would say that. I mean, unless there's just a colossal downfall and Cleveland can't seem to figure it out, which I really cannot see happening. Um, I'm going to let me let me pull up the, the Browns schedule real quick here because I'm curious um, because I mean, they're they're in the position where they can beat the good teams. They're they're not, you know, yeah. they need to have, you know, the, the Jaguars and all those kind of teams sprinkled in there. But right. all right, let's see. We have starting off against Kansas City. OK, good start. So they are <laughs> at Kansas City at Houston. That's a win at Chicago. That's a win at Minnesota. That. That's a win. That'll be a fun game. I mean, those are two very game. similar offenses. Uh, at the Chargers, very another very game. fun game. Arizona, another Denver. fun. Wow, there's going to be a lot a of nice fun Cleveland there. Browns games to watch. So it's going to be fun. Week four is Minnesota. Week five, LA. Week six, uh, the Cardinals. Week seven, Denver. Week eight, Pittsburgh. So that's a week. That's through, a brutal week four through eight. Week week four through eight is uh. A little tough, but then they that's they gonna have... be that will tell us, you know, how good the Browns are gonna do yep. this season. Because if they can go two and two, three and one through that stretch, they're gonna be feeling pretty damn good yep. about themselves. Yep. And then let's see, they have they have Detroit mixed in there, they have New England mixed in there, uh Vegas. So they have yes, they have some very it gets friendlier down the stretch for yes. Cleveland. So yeah, towards the end of the year, you know, they have Green Bay in there, they have Pittsburgh week seventeen, but it's the the end of the season is a lot nicer than the middle of the season. Can them. we talk about how poetic that week 17 game is going to be? Either way, like the final game, oh, I believe that's a timeout. We have a week 18 now because we have 17 games. <laughs> what I, sorry, sorry, sorry. The final home game for Ben Roethlisberger okay. yep. at Heinz Field against yep. the team that he's beaten more than any team in his career. That's Monday Night Football, too. Oh my good lord. <laughs> Man, look, it's gonna be poetic either way because this is for all measures, this is Ben Roethlisberger's swan song in a Steeler uniform. Mm-hmm. Week 17, final home game against the team that he has owned for the last 18 years. It's it's gonna be incredible. It and will. if he wins, it's kind of like a little last middle finger to Cleveland. And if he and if they lose, it's kind of like a little bit of a passing the torch, a little tip of the cap. Fair. Either way, it's yeah. gonna be awesome. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to that. And then week 18, Ben Roethlisberger's final game in Baltimore, Ooh. where again, it's going to be again, very poetic. The team that mm-hmm. for the most part of his career, Ben Roethlisberger has owned the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. And this could so. be another, you know, the final walk into MNT bank, mm-hmm. the final just roar of hatred from Baltimore Ravens fans. Until be, until he'll probably walk into he'll he'll probably somehow Baltimore will find a way into the playoffs and then Ben will have to face him in the playoffs and beat the snot out of him hopefully. So it, those last two weeks for the AFC North especially and Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers those are going to be it's going to be an emotional time for Steelers fans. I know it will be for me. Um, regardless, you know, depending on how the standings play out, how Pittsburgh is shaping out in terms of being a playoff team, but those are going to be very poetic games for for Steelers fans for the AFC North as a whole because this is a quarterback who has owned this division for the past two decades it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun especially in those last two weeks so 
Um, but enough about, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and whatnot. Uh, we'll talk about Baltimore because I have them third. I assume you have them third, too. Yes. Um, and <laughs> cue up Jarrett talking about Lamar Jackson again. Um, <laughs> look, you know how I feel about Lamar Jackson. We know. He's, we know. He is one of the most talented football players on the face of this planet. In terms of pure quarterback play, though, it's we need to see some improvement. If he does, Baltimore is going to be good. If it's the same old Lamar where we see that inconsistency, I think that they could struggle. I think the minimum for them could be seven wins. I think the maximum could be nine or ten. Uh, but I do have them third. I have, in my first, you know, game by game predictions, I had them going, I believe, nine and eight, eight and nine, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's what they're going to. I think they're going to be um, a team that will stick with teams. But when it comes down to it, when you need a big throw to win a game, I. When Lamar Jackson proves he can do that, I will gladly give him his flowers. And you know how I am with that. I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong about something, but right now I haven't been. If he improves, I will gladly tip the cap to him. That is fine. We did the same thing for Josh Allen. Josh Allen was abysmal when it came to accuracy until this past year. And it's been proven that you can fix that. Mm, <laughs> you can yeah. fix your downfield throwing. It is a There's walking proof of that in Buffalo. <laughs> so if Lamar Jackson does that, I will gladly acknowledge that but until then that's the narrative around him and rightfully so so i have baltimore we already talked about the defense i have them finishing third in the division yep and you know all offseason we said we we can blame lamar jackson but you need to admit that he needs help on the offense because he was he was running out there with marquise brown as his number one wide receiver and no nothing against marquise brown if you're watching and i know you are nothing against you you're you're a great player but (laughs) Lamar needed a little extra help. So what do they do? They go out, they draft Rashad Bateman, one of my favorite draft player, one of my favorite draft prospects this year. Sammy Watkins, sure, he'll have a 300-yard game with three touchdowns, and then he'll be out for eight weeks. But you'll get that 300-yard game at least once. So they helped him. I don't think they will. <laughs> they helped him. I don't know if they helped him enough. Um, time will tell. Don't forget Tylen Wallace, though, because as much as I okay. hate the fact that both he and sure. Rashad Bateman went to Baltimore where they're not going to get any catches and any targets because <laughs> they don't throw to receivers in Baltimore, they throw to Nick Boyle and Mark Andrews. I digress. Um, but aside from that, I loved Tylen Wallace. He was one of my favorite players at the Senior Bowl. But uh, it does seem that Marquise Brown, Tylen Wallace, and Rashad Bateman will be competing to lead all receivers on that team with like 33 catches. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, yes. So, no, well, we know how this offense works, though, and there's a blueprint for how to stop it. It's send the house on first and second down, put him in third and long situations, make him throw to beat you. And if he does, you tip your cap, you move on. As our friend Matt Verderam says, all right, we're going to send the house, beat us. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, then, you know, there's the blueprint for that. We know that Buffalo used it. We know that Kansas City continues to use it because that seems to be the thorn in Baltimore's side that they can't get out. Yep. Tennessee used it in their first playoff win against them in, in the regular season last year. Um, so, and, and Pittsburgh has used it as well. So there is a clear way to do this and teams are starting to figure it out. And if Lamar can add that deep passing consistency to his game, a better throwing arm in terms of accuracy down the field, then Baltimore will be more of a problem. But until then, it just seems like if you get up 10 on Baltimore, you can kind of coast. <laughs> yeah. So until that changes, I don't think that much is going to change in Baltimore. So we'll touch on Cincinnati though, because I think Cincinnati is going to be a very fun team to watch this year. I don't think they're going to be, I don't think Cincinnati is going to be bad by any means. I think they're going to be a tough out every week. It's just that they're mm-hmm. the least talented team in this division. Um, and it's a tough division. So uh, they're, they're going to be one of those teams that just, you know, like we, like we saw last year. I mean, they beat Pittsburgh last year. They're going to be one of those teams that just 
wins one of those one of those stinker games every every couple of weeks and it's really going to hurt that team that they take down but they're just going to be a spoiler team that's what they're going to play from what what I want to give a nod to our friend Mike Tanier because in his column leading up to the game against Philadelphia and I believe it was week 3 or 4 he predicted that the game would end in a tie, much like it did in, I believe, 2008 when the Bengals and Eagles tied. And damn it, he nailed it. And that Isn't was that guy just a genius. He he is. So, uh, Mike Tanier, if you're watching, which there's a decent chance you actually might be, we know you are. We know you are. Sure. So, but yeah, Cincinnati. I mean, we can argue about whether they should have drafted Penny Sewell or Jamar Chase all day. I think that they made the wrong pick. Um, but. It's going to be, you know, the offensive line did get a little bit better. You know, they did address tackle in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do have Jonah Williams coming back as well. So, you know, the offensive line will be better. Um, it's just the a defense, matter of. On the other side, I think got worse. I got I don't worse. Know, I don't know how they could get worse, but I really, maybe, maybe it's just the. Go ahead. Give me, give me your, give me your take, please. They just, first of all, all right, look, Jesse Bates is one of the most disrespected players in football, and I am tired of it. Jesse Bates is so good. He is okay, such they, a good safety. And, so and hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. William Jackson is gone, and that's that really hurts me. because I know, it so, does. So good it does, year. it does. He was good, and he still is good, and he's in Washington now, but they added the best nickel cornerback in football in Mike Hilton, who will do – Mike Hilton coming off the edge and dime packages in Cincinnati is going to hurt my soul because I will miss it. But he's going to do wonders for that defense and a variety of different packages. So, yes, they lost William Jackson, and that sucks for them. But they do have Jesse Bates. They do have Mike Hilton now. I I, I don't, just don't, I don't that, think it, I don't think they're going to be great. I think they'll be decent. Okay. Maybe Okay, maybe I don't want to say they got worse. I don't think they got better. I think they maybe just stayed the same. Did I say they stayed the same? Sure. sure okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I say. I mean, Jesse Bates is great. William Jackson losing him sucks. Yeah, they have Von Bell. Von Bell's a nice underrated piece. Um, other than that, okay, I will say this. I forgot about this. They added Trey Hendrickson. They did. He, he was very, very good with the Saints last year. Um, so they made a lateral. They didn't get worse. Sorry, I'm going back on my word. They didn't get worse. They made a lateral. But I don't think they got better. I really don't. But like I said, I think I think the Bengals are just going to be that sneaky team that's just going to be annoying to whoever they play. I don't think they're going to roll over this year. They definitely won't with with Joe Burrow at the helm. What do you think their their win minimum is? I think I'd put it around like their floor. I, their floor to me is like six. Floor. Well, let, hang, let me pull up their schedule here. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do this. It's always real fun. quick. This is I actually fun. I love when you do this because I like yes. being able to visualize how brutal team schedule is at what point in the season because we know that okay. Cleveland has a horrible it's, stretch. It's 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 not great. Let me just say that. <laughs> So they open up against Minnesota. Uh, then they play Chicago. I don't think that they can't win that game. No, I, I don't think so. I think, okay, so the first fee, okay, well, let me just say. They yeah, open up ahead. against Minnesota. Chicago, I think that's a possible win. win. Chicago. Win, maybe? That's I'm another possible win. win. Andy, wait, is it in Chicago? In Chicago. Okay, so they're going to, well, Andy Dalton already had his homecoming, I guess. So regardless, win. Okay, then Pittsburgh. Loss. They'll, they'll beat Pittsburgh once. I don't think it's going to be the first one. I think they'll beat Pittsburgh once. Okay. It won't be the first one. Jacksonville. Win. Uh, Green Bay. Depends on Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers is in there, win. Okay. Detroit. Win. The Bengals might start off 5-1. and one. 
they're not. Nah, I don't want to say they're not, but that, that would be a stretch. I, I think that- Minnesota, if Minnesota comes into this year fully healthy, if they have no injuries in training camp, they're winning week one. I think. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook are going to eat that defense a lot. No, that's fair. I said they could win. I didn't say they were going to. Um, Minimum for them in those first five weeks, a bare minimum, I think, is three and two. I do not see them losing more than two games there. If they start off five and one, the Joe Burrow hype train (laughs) will be at an all-time high. Yes. Well, I want Joe Burrow to succeed. Like even as a Steeler fan, I don't care. I I don't hate Cincinnati. I got no reason to hate how Cincinnati. You, how can you hate Cincinnati? I want Cincinnati <laughs> to be good. Like, ah oh, man. If they Okay. Can I, can I keep going here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You cut me off. All right. I did. I did. Uh, after Detroit, week seven, they play Baltimore. Uh week in Baltimore? Eight, in Baltimore, yes. You know, I'm gonna give them a loss there. They're not, they're not starting off yes. you know, six yes. and one. Week eight, we get Joe Burrow and Zach Wilson at the Jets. <laughs> Oh my god. Did I just, did I just god. excite you? Yeah, I might have just gotten a little bit aroused. <laughs> oh my lord. I'm I cannot wait to watch that game. I I will yeah. say this. I think the Bengals win that, but you know I love Zach Wilson. Okay. Uh week nine, Cleveland. I think that's a loss. I think that's a loss. Week ten is a bye. Coming off their bye, they travel to Las Vegas in the black hole. I think that's a loss. Derek Carr. Don't disrespect Derek Carr and have him lose to the Cincinnati Look, Bengals. I like Derek Carr. It's nothing against Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr. Derek, we but know you're watching. The pieces you. that they've put around Derek Carr to fit this offense make zero sense at, yeah, at all. I'm not, not going to argue a, that. It's a very West Coast offense. We know John Gruden is a very – he comes from a West Coast tree. Mm-hmm. This is a, you know, a short passing offense with a lot of deep passing guys. They just added John Brown along with Henry Ruggs. Those not that they, they aren't West Coast receivers. Darren Waller's going to have nine thousand catches again. That's great, <laughs> but the offensive line's also terrible now because they yeah, got rid of the offensive line is going to get blown over snap after snap. So no, I think look, we'll touch on this when we do the AFC West. But I've already done pick by pick. I think the Raiders are going to be horrible this year. So I'm I'm giving Cincinnati a win there. Jeez, all right, Pittsburgh, week twelve, they'll win that one. You said they're not going to sweep them. So all right, yeah, they'll win that week. One. Week thirteen, we're getting Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. My God! Yeah, I think, they lose. I think they lose. I think they lose. I think they do too. My God! Week fourteen, uh, San Francisco 49ers are coming to Cincinnati. I think that's a loss for Cincinnati. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give the 49ers a win. Uh, the Bengals are traveling to Denver. Week fifteen, I think that's a loss. Then week sixteen, Baltimore. Oh my God, this is a terrible stretch. I think they beat Baltimore once. Um, week seventeen, Kansas City. That's a loss. And week 18, Cleveland. I think they could very well go 8-9, 9-8. Nine, nine, and eight. Okay, so between week 12 and 18, they go Pittsburgh, Los Angeles Chargers, 49ers, Denver, Baltimore, Kansas City, and Cleveland. That is a hell of a stretch. My God. Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> they piss off. So, floor... <laughs> I, I think their floor. I might have just talked about. I think their floor is like six or seven, man. Like, the, the, yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to say a... five. I don't want to say five because it's a seventeen game season now. I think it is six. I think that's a fair number for their floor. This is going to be the most fun six and eleven team ever. If this oh, is yeah. the case, no, I think they're going to be a sneaky team. I think they're just going to be the the pain in the ass team that just keeps kicking teams when they don't want to get kicked and 
I will say this. I think they're playing meaningful football in December. I think they're going to be on a wild card push from like weeks 12 to like uh, 15. That's that's tough though because the AFC is going to be so stacked. With that, I don't think with that right, I'll say this. I don't think they'll be mathematically eliminated from playoff yeah. contention until very okay. late in the season. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I like that. Yeah, right, we no, we kind of is... rambled on with the AFC North. I'm sorry, but my God, that was awesome. <laughs> All right, okay. let's go to the AFC East and your Buffalo Bills. I think we both have them winning the division. They're the best sure team in that do. division by a mile. I, I think I think the only debate here comes just two through four. So, uh, but yeah, I mean the, the Bills are the most complete team. There's really no one close. I, I have Miami number two. I think you do too. Yes, I have Miami number two. But you know what? We talked about my Steelers enough. We can talk about your Bills some more because I'm never I'm never opposed to talking about like Josh that. Allen. All right, you know. The the only thing, I mean, we're starting to hear these Zach Ertz rumors again. I'm tired of hearing oh about Zach Oh my god, Ertz I have those. heard this Zach Ertz rumor. I've heard that it's <laughs> I've heard that it's coming in the next 24 hours since the draft. So uh, we've heard these since like last year before the trade deadline. Like it's been a yeah. solid well, like nine it's months. Fair, it's fair to say because the uh, again these are just rumors, but apparently the Bills were about to trade for Zach Ertz and then he got hurt the week before yeah. the trade deadline. So who knows? I mean, we don't know if it's actually true, but no, I have heard. That a Zach Ertz deal is imminent for months now, and it's driving me nuts. Just get it done or just move on. I, I don't – at this point, I don't care. I just want to know, okay? But everybody says – everybody talks about what did you do this offseason to be better than the Kansas City Chiefs. They did nothing. Sorry. I don't want to say – I don't want to say they did nothing, but I think the Chiefs did more than them. And yeah. the Chiefs made their offensive line so much better – and the Bills' defensive line, which was arguably their their biggest their weakest point last year, didn't really get much better. Kind of did another a little lateral. You know, they 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 added some nice pieces in Gregory Rousseau. But what did they really do to bring them to the next level? Not a whole lot. So, are they going to win that division? Yes, they should win that division handedly. Um, are they going to sweep the division? No, probably not. They swept it last year, but I I'd, I'd be very surprised if they beat Miami twice, even they might even just have a, a, a bad game against a team like New England or even a team like the Jets. I don't want to say it, but it's hard to sweep your division. You it face is. these guys Very hard. two times a year. They know they know you like the back of their hand. It's not going to be easy. Um, but, yes, they should win this division handedly. And even last year, I mean, the Jets kind of gave them fits a little bit too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, like I do think they're going to win this division. I think, you know, their floor to me um, – 11 like i think they're going to be that yeah. good yeah so i think floor 11 and 6 i think the absolute max you know 13 and 4 maybe like they yeah. they're, they're good <laughs> like it's, i think i think their floor cuz you know it's hard to top the season before i mean the, the yeah, season that they had last year it's hard to top and now they're getting an extra game mixed in there too you know i can i can run through i'll just run through the highlights of their schedule for anybody that doesn't really know um but they, they have some some very, very tough games. They, they open up against Pittsburgh. Not going to be an easy game. Uh, week 5 at Kansas City. Week mm. 6 at Tennessee. Uh, week 11 against Indianapolis, a team that's going to be very strong in the AFC. Um, they play New Orleans on Thanksgiving. They play Tampa Bay Ooh. in Tampa Bay on uh, week 14. I didn't so, know that. What? Which one? I didn't know they played New Orleans on Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, the 8 o'clock game. Oh my goodness, that's going to be a great way to spend eating pie. I'll be eating my third meal by the time it's halftime, so I can't wait for that. But The amount of food you eat, um, we're not going to spend time on this, but my God. 
we, we can spend a show on what I eat in a day. If, <laughs> if anybody's curious, sure, we can do that. But no, the, the Bills, they had an easier schedule last year, I would say, than they do this year. And obviously, you know, we don't know. We don't know injuries. We don't know what's going to happen in two months. But they should, by week 15, I'm saying, week 15, they should at least have a strong hold on the division. That's fair. I don't. I Miami's got a good defense, but my God, does Tua have a lot of pressure on him? Does he have a lot of pressure on him or what? He does. And, you know, we can kind of transition into Miami now because I do have them number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is going to, you know, really come down to can Tua deliver. Um, we didn't see him really deliver with his arm a lot last year. You know, the rare instances, you know, like the Arizona game where he played very well. Um, and we know how athletic he is. We know he can move. Um, but it's the same thing with, you know, the Lamar Jackson argument. Now, obviously Tua hasn't had a full season yet as a starter. So, you know, he does deserve a little bit of time right now, but, um, in terms of, you know, what he did in college, he was a good thrower in college. So hopefully that starts to trend, you know, that starts to trans transition to the NFL where he has a full off season, knowing he's a starter. He goes into week one as a starter. They got him a few more pieces. Hopefully that, that does it. So. But regardless, credit to Brian, Brian Flores, the entire yeah. coaching staff in front office for what they've done over the past few years. It's been a very quick rebuild in Miami. Um, but yeah, I mean, the defense is very you know solid in terms of the secondary. You know, we know how good Xavier Howard and Byron Jones are. We already kind of touched on it. Um, so yeah, I mean, the defense will be solid. It's offensively that's where most of the question marks are. So you know, we'll see how they do. Down to comes down to Brian Flores not having his closer in Fitz Magic anymore because if Tua struggles. He can turn Brian Flores can turn to his left and say, "Oh God, I only have Jacoby Brissett to turn to." So he better just stick with Tua and hope for the best. And I, I like Tua. I, I liked him coming out of college. I really thought that you know he would have a better rookie year, but he also didn't really have a ton of help. Um, Devontae Parker is a nice wide receiver. Is he a game changer? Mm, maybe. But now they bring in their guy, uh, Tua's guy, Jalen Waddle. They bring in Will Fuller. Yeah, he might be suspended at the start of the year. The only question that I have for this team is, what did you do for the run game? Because the run game was pitiful last year. The run game was, was terrible. And they really did not do a whole lot. They're, they're relying on Miles Gaskins this year. And that's a big question mark. Um, the offensive line played okay last year. They added a few nice pieces, but... I think that with a guy like Tua, you want him to have a safety valve in the running back. You do. He doesn't have that. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, there will be. But, um, you know, I think for me, their floor, maybe eight. You know, I still think they're yep. going to be solid. I think they're going to be in the mix for a wild card spot. Maximum for I, me. I think, I think they make the playoffs. I do. I, I think they make the wild card. Okay. And the maximum for me that they – maybe 10. I mean, do they, they yeah. do play Buffalo twice. I think that the Jets are going to be a team that kind of gives teams fits this year. That they're so much better. We're going to touch on that in a minute. Um, let and, let you know, me uh, let me run through a few of the key. I won't run through the whole schedule, but a few key games for Miami uh, sure. and their schedule. Open up against New England, Buffalo Week Two. They play Indy Damn. Week Four. So that's a okay. Then Tampa Week Five. So that's a tough first five weeks. New England, Buffalo, Vegas, Indy, Tampa Bay. Um, so not great. But then they do go. I guess I am just going to run through the whole schedule. Yeah, uh, then, yeah go ahead. They do go Jacksonville, Atlanta, Buffalo, Houston. So 
that's a nice little stretch. They can go, they can go go three and one in that stretch and kind of get off the hump if they do start off a little bit slow. Uh huh. And then they go Baltimore, the Jets, uh, Carolina, the New York Giants. They're by, and then they play the Jets again, the Saints, Tennessee, and New England. So it's not an easy schedule. Not an easy schedule. That first quarter and that last quarter. Like, look, I will say this. I don't like the Saints this year. I don't like the Patriots this year. I like the Saints' defense. Mm-hmm. Patriots' defense got a little bit better with Matt Judon. They got a few pieces coming back, so it's not going to be easy in that sense. And plus, they pay, play the Patriots twice. Those are always going to be tough games. Um, I do think that Miami, you know, like I said, I think that they will be in, in wild card contention. Um, in terms of getting a spot, it wouldn't surprise me, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they fell short again. So. It's, it's a big one. They, they they need to make their money in week. What is it? Six through six through twelve. I'll say they need to rattle off at least you know five. If, six if they eight. can, if they can beat Jacksonville, Atlanta. If you're going to beat Buffalo at any time, beat them week eight. If you're going to beat, you got to beat Jacksonville, Atlanta, Buffalo, Houston. You can win four games in a row right there. Then you play Baltimore. That's that's an iffy game. That's a winnable game though. Very winnable um, game. They play. They go to the Jets and then Carolina. That's where you need to win the most of your games. That's where the meat of the schedule is and a very, very winnable stretch for them. Yeah, and again, that Carolina game, I mean, you look at the Panthers right now, that's not a, that's not a gimme right no. now. I mean, they're much improved. So, no, very interesting schedule for Miami, though. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of crossed here in terms of who I'm going to put third. I will put New England. Okay. I could change it. And I don't care. Look, I think I think you want I think you want to go the Jets. I so badly want to say the Jets. I do. (laughs) But and look, everybody is gonna, you know, point out, oh, they still got Bill Belichick. That accounts for blank amount of wins. Well, look, Don Shula lost a lot of games in his last few years, too. So let's not act like it there's not precedent for this. Like every great coach in NFL history has had some down. Bill Belichick himself has had some down years. His first Mm -hmm. year in New England went five and eleven. So let's not Let's stop with this argument that just because Bill Belichick's there while he is the greatest coach of all time, that doesn't automatically mean that they're going to be a playoff team. Cam nope. Newton's still your quarterback and can't throw accurately more than 10 yards down the field, can hardly throw 10 yards down the field because his shoulder seems still busted. So you add Hunter Henry, that's good. You add Jonu Smith, also good, kind of overpaid for him, but I'm not going to argue with it. You had money to play with. Good job. Um, so their tight ends, solid. Run game. Wide receivers. Ah. Wide receivers, no. <laughs> where uh, where are they? You can't find them because there there are none. There, I'm it's, sorry, that's harsh. Nelson Aguilar, if you're watching, I know you are. You are not worth that money. You Kendrick assume a Moore. lot of players watch this show, Kurt. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Got to talk it up. Just speak it into into existence. It's pretty soon we're going to see a Nelson Aguilar comment up in the top corner there. But uh, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> but. Right now, right now they're they're going into the season with Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Matthew Slater, Nikhil Harry, Harry for the time being. But apparently, Nikhil he Harry wants just out. requested a trade, and the New England Patriots will be lucky to get a ninth round pick for him because <laughs> he has no value, he has zero value. So that was a funny card. That was thank good. You. Thank you. But uh, I I don't know. It's not a good match because you have a quarterback that's got a noodle arm that can't throw and he has nobody to throw to. So I don't know how that's going to work. They're just going to have to play extremely well defense and they, they, they can do that. They have, they have the guys to do that, but they're going to, if they want to somehow make a playoff birth here, they're going to be winning a lot of like 13 to nine games. Yes. Yes. I would say, 
I'm going to say floor six games for, for New Orleans. I 100% agree. Yep. I think there's a very real chance they go like six and 11, seven and 10. I think that I would not be surprised. I would, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just win maybe eight games and just call it a season, move on to the next. I mean, I, th- I think we will see Mac Jones in there eventually. I do too. But even him, I mean, he can throw the ball at least, but still again, who's he throwing to? I mean, yeah. he's, he's not going to make, he's not going to make Nelson Aguilar a, a pro bowl player. So I just I don't love the Patriots. Um, I, I think do I want to say the Jets are in a better position because I really it's a, that's a stretch. But yeah, no, defensively look. no because New England's got a great defense. I will say that. But eh, I'm calling it great anymore. I think it's still a stretch. Like we you still don't know. even even with yeah. that secondary and and what they did this offseason, you you think they're not great? I don't know. All don't of their know. secondary members are 80 years old. Like. <laughs> And we don't know. Yeah. There's been rumors about Stephon Gilmore being gone forever. Like, yeah, I, I think I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe I was just dreaming. But I think I saw that he, he is. They're planning on him coming back, and I think he's planning on coming back. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But okay. um, either way, but, I, they're going to be good. Great, they'll be, questionable, but they'll good. be a solid defense. I don't think they're going to be a great defense. Okay. I'll say that. But Fair. no, I, New England to me is this is the. <laughs> They're approaching like this final stop of just okay. We need to just really. Start they're just again. I, they're they're in purgatory right now, which is yes, that's so a, happy. Very good so way to happy. put it. Yes, that they're just they're not good. They're not bad. I feel like they're just wasting away some of these years. I mean, I I'm not going to say you know Tom Brady leaves and then oh, blow it all up, but they're just going to be finishing a lot of middle of the pack, picking 15 and getting decent players. So yeah. I don't know. I, I love it though. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll let it happen for many, many years to come. All right. Enough about Cam Newton. Let's talk about Zach Wilson. So the Jets. The Disney, the Disney star boy himself. Led by Disney star boy Zach Wilson. He will run onto the field and Lightning will shoot from his ass while the New York Jets are – look, I'm, I think for me the Jets, they got a lot better this offseason. We know, you know Zach Wilson was you know the big draft pick. They, they added pieces. They just signed Morgan Moses – to go along with Makai Becton. So right there, they got their tackle problem figured out, which is Elijah awesome. Vera Tucker's in there as well. Elijah Vera Tucker's going to be playing guard. Their offensive line is going to be so much better. Zach Becton, Wilson's going to have so much Vera time. Tucker next to each other are just stone walls. Like nobody I, – I don't think many people are going to be able to get past that. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be like trying to move like, – they look like mountains that ate a great white shark. Like They are just <laughs> mammoth human beings. They're, they're ginormous men, yes. And they add Michael Carter as well. They had both Michael Carters. Yes. They drafted two of them. <laughs> they did. That's right. So the Jets are going to be so – like they're going to be so much fun because Zach Wilson is just going to – if he needs to, he shouldn't have to run around a lot, but he can make plays with his feet. But if he's mm-hmm. ever under duress, he's very good at improvising and making things happen. Michael Carter is going to be a very good addition to that run game, which they so desperately needed. Um, you know, they added Corey Davis to go along with Jameson Crowder. Um, I want to say, did they? I feel like they added another receiver, and I'm forgetting about. It. I know they, it was Keelan Cole, but he's just going to be a specialist guy. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. That's, that's who it was out of out of Ole Miss. Well, yes. Along with Denzel Mims too. I mean, I did, yeah, we forgot he, about Denzel Mims. He had a bad year. I, he had a bad year for injuries. I'll say he was yes. dinged up a lot. Didn't really have great quarterback play either. But and especially now with Robert Sala coming in, the defensive-minded coach, that defense is going to look so much different. It, it really is. I mean, they can they can win some games just on their defense, I think, and that's 
crazy to say after some of the defense that we've seen from the New York Jets, just because of how good of a coach Robert Sala is, I think. I am going to pull up their depth chart real quick just so I have a clean rundown of who they got. Sure. If I'm not mistaken, one of our big draft crushes, Hamsan Nasruddin, is also a New York Jets. Unfortunately, Jet. yes. Yes, he is. Um, <laughs> But they did Which, sign. They signed Carl Lawson, uh, defensive end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they did. I they forgot brought in Sheldon that. Rankins. They have Vinnie Curry. I mean, they're they. And again, oh, CJ Mosley too. I forgot about him. He opted out last season. CJ Mosley coming back this year. They so they like, have guys on. Like that I said, I mean, now. with with Robert Sala, the defensive minded coach in there, the defense is going to look night and day. They are going to look so you know much what, different. Kurt? From last you know year. what, Kurt? You know what? I'm going to do it. You putting them above New England? Go for the it. The Jets are going to have a better season than the New England Patriots. Wow! You can mark wow. it down. I will screen record this, and everybody can tweet all the hate at me that they want. One hundred three ten. That's where we are in the, uh, the stream right now. So I don't care. Remember that. Remember yeah. that. Right. Oh, okay. Then yes, thank you for letting me know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. You know what? I we just talked me into this. Okay. <laughs> Their defense, I think, is going to be a lot better. I think offensively, offensively, they're better than New England. Jets are yeah. going to. Yeah. I will say I will say it yeah. again. The New York Football Jets will finish the 2021 NFL season with a better record than the New England Patriots. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to disagree. I'm really not. I the New England defense is good. Uh I think I, I'm picking the New England defense over the Jets, but I think I'm picking the Jets, I'm picking the Jets offense over the New England offense. That's, if you would combine both of them, they'd be a damn good team, but unfortunately, <laughs> you cannot do you that can't in the NFL. Do that. So, oh man, I'm gonna get so much hate for this, and I don't care. Oh, I'm so excited. You, th- you thrive off of it, but uh, I, it might it might also have to do with the thing that you know Zach Wilson was my favorite you know player coming into this draft. I did like 97 film sessions on him, which mm-hmm. don't tell catapult I did that. So, I'm excited, man. I'm so excited. I um, can't wait. Well, hey, we just did our first preview, and it felt good. It felt good to talk about next season. We've just been talking about trivia bowls and. All that kind of fun stuff. So now we can actually talk about football, football. So makes that we good. can. And don't worry for everybody who loves the trivia bowl. That will continue. Yes. Um, that'll continue later on this week. Um, if if I'm not mistaken, Thor Nystrom will still be with Eric Froton. So they are in San Diego right now because they've got a bunch of fantasy stuff that they're doing together. It's going to be a lot be, of fun. That'll be incredible to see them both. Their fist fights might ensue. Something Which will might be fun. Happen. Which I, will be I great hope- for us. I hope it happens. I hope nobody gets hurt, but I hope it does happen so that we get some good content. That would be great. So, <laughs> yes, Trivia Bowl 6 will be taking place later this week. Our defending champion, Nick Farabaugh, will be coming back. Um, we assume that Thor will as well because we, I don't think we can have a Trivia Bowl without Thor. Maybe um, Verderam. We don't really know because... Matt Verderam will not be. Matt Verderam's not back till, um a couple weeks. He'll be back. Yeah, this guy's be been on a... He's been a world traveler, huh? Yeah, well, like he... he he takes, you know, a solid three weeks out of the summer where he just kind of good for takes him. it off. Good for him. He deserves it. He's a hardworking man. Yes. So we will let you know when Matt Verderon will return uh, <laughs> the to great the return. Trivia Bowl because this feud that has been building between Thor and Matt, that Thor has been carrying by himself yeah. these last few weeks, has been um, it's been noteworthy. But um, uh, aside from that, we would like to also announce we'll be doing some sort of giveaway. I don't know what yet on our Patreon. Um, we'll announce that very soon. So if you want to be part of the giveaway, you got to pledge to our Patreon um, and then you can enter for a chance to win uh, whatever we decide to give away. More than likely a jersey of some sort. Um, so um, if you want to enter that sweepstake, you do uh, just go pledge to us on Patreon. It doesn't matter how much you pledge. 
Um, I think the minimum to pledge is like a dollar or two. So if you pledge to us on Patreon, you'll enter the sweepstakes to win a jersey. Again, we'll tweet out all the details once we have it figured out. Um, but yeah, that will be the way to enter the giveaway, and more details will come on that. So, um, yeah, very good. Kurt, where can they find you on Twitter? You know where you can find me. You can find me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Hamaser, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R, 88. We are slowly approaching. I did say we are less than a month away from NFL football, so I cannot wait for that, my friend. Um, but, yeah, follow along with me on there. Always have lots of fun. Jared, where can they find you? And you can find me on Twitter at NFL. If you're watching this, there's a good chance you already found me. Um, but, yeah, um, lots of stuff coming for fan sided. Um, I'll be doing the write-up, hopefully, for my top 10 defenses. Just got to get all this stuff approved and whatnot through my higher-ups. Uh, oh, Maverick Rom's my boss now. I didn't even think about that. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, he better, is. We better watch what we say now. He is, yeah. <laughs> I've got to start singing his praises and give him bonus points on Trivia Bowl now. Um, so, yeah, um, more stuff coming on fan sided, more stuff on Steelers Sports Illustrated. Um, me and Ben Raven, hoping to do another episode of Bailey and the Bird shortly. We're just trying to figure out these schedules and um if you are a wrestling fan i did tease the brian pillman jr interview he recently texted me saying i now have to go through all elite wrestling media to get that verified so i will be sending an email and hopefully hearing back on that very soon um so yeah if wrestling is something that you are also a fan of like me and ben raven and eric froton as well um head over and follow batb wrestling on not me but i will always support your podcast don't you i I appreciate that oh (laughs) speaking of that i'm naming all of my fantasy football teams after wrestling finishers this year so far so good um for the college football i will not i will not be doing that but i did tell jared that i will make up some wrestling finishing moves so that is fine for the college football fantasy league i'm in with ben raven my um my team name is the one-winged angels named after kenny omega's finisher so to me but okay i know oh and um (laughs) speaking of that um eh, i'll say it why not um kurt and i were were starting a podcast trivia league it was meant for analysts still probably going to be meant for analysts but if there are any openings left um maybe if you give us a dollar pledge on patreon we'll let you in (laughs) um we're really trying to push this patreon damn it just, so can, just cover cover my coffee costs in the morning and we'll let you in. Yeah, so we'll give details about that if there are openings. Um, I don't know if there will be. Don't know why I even announce this because we know enough people in this industry where we can cover those pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, um, keep an eye out for that and go pledge to us on Patreon, um, please, to, to enter for a chance to win whatever jersey it is that we decide to give away. Um so more details will come for that. And again, follow our stuff on Fansided. You can follow more of my stuff on Sports Illustrated as well. Thank you so much for everybody who listens to us ramble on about football every week. There's so many places to do it, but you guys consistently give us a good amount of viewers, which is awesome, and we appreciate it. And um, if not for people watching, we'd just be talking to ourselves, which would be And weird. that would be fine, too. I would still gladly go. <laughs> so, again, we do appreciate this um, yes, and the yes, ability yes. to do this. So, thank you for everybody who listens and watches. However you make us part of your day, we do appreciate it. So, uh, we will see you later on in the week for Trivia Bowl 6, where uh, Nick Farba will try to defend his Laces Out Trivia Bowl Championship uh, against whatever panel we assemble. More than likely featuring Thor Nystrom and Eric Froton and um, somebody else who's been on the show before. So, Keep that uh, in mind. We'll tweet out the details for everything that we just talked about um, on our personals. We'll retweet it on the Laces Out page as well. So, again, thank you all for listening, and we will see you later on in the week for Trivia Bowl 6. See ya.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.